It's the RU Review brought to you by Zebra Pen. Find Zen in your pen. I'm Steve Titchener in our Jersey studio with Matt Lachlan and John McAlevey. And on the line back with us is Rutgers football radio color analyst, Eric Legrand. Eric, how you doing? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? Well, we'll get to the Buffalo game, um, but let's <laughs> We're hanging let's, in. <laughs> let's scrape the remnants of uh, this Kansas game off our shoes. I mean, you know, tough times for Rutgers football, Eric. And, you know, I agree with 90% of the fan base and most that cover Rutgers football that this loss to Kansas on Saturday was one of the worst defeats in the program's history. I mean, what, how do you stand on that, Eric? Yeah, we can't, we can't sugarcoat this one. It was... It was bad. It was it was very bad, and you know, watching it at home, you're just like, "What is going on? Like, where 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 where's the program going?" And things like that. And how does this happen? You start questioning things like that. But you know, unfortunately, you know, after listening to Chris Ash this week, you hear him say, "It was only one game," and we uh, he said that it was not a product that they wanted to put out there. They're very disappointed. The team is disappointed. And they're working to make sure that that never happens again. And that's all you can pretty much go off of, you know, for hope and belief that something like that never happens again. And it's crazy because everywhere I go, you know, people are coming up to me and I, oh, man, what a tough one. And everyone, and the funniest line is everyone goes, it's Kansas. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm like, yeah, unfortunately, it was Kansas, and we were not on the right side of that, that scoreboard last week. Well, we've had some discussions among ourselves, Eric, and we'll know more about Kansas in a few weeks. This might be one of those rare years where they're more competitive than usual. That doesn't change the fact that Rutgers went in there and uh, really just was embarrassed almost from the get-go. As you were watching this unfold, and having been in the arena how do you explain what appears to be a lethargic performance? Uh, it, it just appeared that at some point the scoreboard made it obvious they weren't going to win, but the will wasn't there. And how much of that falls on a coach's and his staff's shoulders? Well, coach, of course, is going to take all the, all the blame for that because it's his job to have the, the team prepared out there. And they did not look prepared for that game. And then I know they had some injuries out there and they did not have the depth at all that they want especially on that defensive line and then i heard it was 96 degrees out there whatever it was the temperature so guys were absolutely gassed out there and the defense played a lot of plays when you have six turnovers so those guys that's the reason why those guys were getting creased for 50 yard plays and things like that not being able to stop your run which was uh atrocious and then um from there on the offensive side, Art, he has to protect the ball. I know he's a young guy and things like that, but Coach has said you cannot have six turnovers and try to win a game and then let alone not get blown out when you have that many turnovers. It just doesn't set, set your, your defense up in good positions. And two of them went back with touchdowns. You can't turn over the ball. The ball is the program. And they, I talked to Potash yesterday, and he said that they, he really put a big emphasis on that this week, emphasis on that this week. That they need to protect the ball. You cannot do. You cannot get the ball up, and then you have to also create turnovers as well. How about after the game when Coach Ash uh, had the comment about sometimes it takes you know four, five, six years to really get a program off the ground, 
And then uh, later later that night, the tweet came out from Bless Austin about four, five, yeah. six years with an LOL on it. I know that he's uh, he has since said that he wishes that he was you know in the arena with his buddies and on the field and all. But how, how does something like that settle into a locker room? Uh, it, it, it settles in by you know obviously there's some frustrations and things like that, and of course Bless on he's very frustrated because. You know the injuries and having to have surgery again, and right. you know, well, he's a part of the four, five, six-year plan that that coach has said. And unfortunately, sometimes it does take a program that long to get things turned around. I always know Coach Yano took him, I believe, what four years or five years to really get things flowing in the right in the right direction because he took his shellackings too in the very beginning. I don't remember it much because I was young, but I heard all about it. <laughs> right. I, I heard all about it, and then um. Coach has said with them at Iowa State before they really got to a respectable program. It took them six years before they really, I think, went to their first bowl game or something like that. I forgot what it was. So it, it, do, it does take time. But in, in the world that we live in now, everything is instant gratification. We want everything right now. Mm-hmm. And that's just the world that the way it is. You know, being from New Jersey, New York area, we want winning teams year in and year out. And right now, they really are building, and they got to get a lot more depth, and they got to get a lot more guys out there that can uh, play a Big Ten football. And it is going to take some time, unfortunately. That's it, yeah. Um, Eric, you they, um, they'll get there. Eric, as a player, you know how how important the locker room is and how a strong locker room. And uh, a lot of people were afraid that Ash was losing the locker room. And uh, do you think that's the case? Is that a possibility? And if are there leaders in on that team? And and if so, who are they? I mean, is is the locker room still strong? Uh, see, that's the thing. People could say Ash is losing the locker room, this and that, but you really don't know unless you're a part of that program. Mm-hmm. You're not in, you know inside those meetings and at the practice and talking to those guys, stuff like that. You really don't know. We can assume that because of the way, you know, the performance out there on Saturdays. But unless you're in there, unless you really know. And the way that it sounds, you know, he, he's, the way, he gave me confidence after, after working that radio show with him that night that we won't see a performance like that again. He said last year we had the Eastern Michigan loss that we should not have had. But then they come out and they win three Big Ten games after that. Mm-hmm which no one could have predicted after that Eastern Michigan loss. But we're hoping it could be something just like that. They just got to get their role, find their identity, and they got to make it happen. That's the thing. You got to start holding people accountable to certain levels where in order for us to win games, you need to do your job. You can't do this or you can't give up here. And when you hold people to those levels and they start practicing like that every day, it becomes contagious and people start buying onto that. And I believe that's what they've been trying to do. But they just got to get back to those ways and start demanding out of these guys. And I know he's got a lot of freshmen playing, and he's got a lot of banged up guys. But you got to get in, or you got to you got to get in and get with it, or you got to get out. How hard is it to bounce back off consecutive games, but particularly the game against Kansas? How hard is it to bounce back? Because now, so many of the hopes and, and coach thought that this team could go to a bowl. Now mm-hmm. that's certainly in doubt, and Buffalo is not going to be an easy opponent. So, you mm-hmm. know, you talked a little bit about having spoken with him and being out there yesterday uh, on on Wednesday. You know, what what might we expect on Saturday? What should the fans expect to say? To what should they expect to see? Excuse me. In order to say, mm-hmm. okay, this year might not be what we thought it would be, but this team will not fold the tents and go away. 
Obviously, you wanted to, the biggest thing when something like that happened. I remember when we lost to Tulane back in 2010, and we were not supposed to lose that game. The biggest thing you want to get back out there as a player is to get back out on that field and play again because you want to get that black, bad blood out of you about that bad tasting all the negative stuff that you're hearing. You want you want another shot. You want another shot out there on the football field to show what, what what you're really about. And that's what I believe Coach Ash really wants to well, is trying to get you know that bad taste out of his mouth and get back out there on the football field. But you got to make sure you guys are prepared and ready to go. And like you said, this Buffalo team, they're three and zero. They're they're rolling right now. They're 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 doing very well. This is not going to be an easy game. As you see, Rutgers is opening up as the dogs. That's really opened up at six and a half. I don't know where it's at right now, but hmm. it's not going to be an easy game for them. And they're going to have to go out there and they're out to fight and have to claw. And for the fans to see, you know, progression, I believe that okay, maybe we can make a bowl. They're going to have, to have a dominant performance. They're going to have to go out there, stop their run, be able to stop that that quarterback in their in their passing game, and they're going to be have to show that they can run the ball. They have to be if if you're relying on the quarterback to throw all game long, they're in trouble. Rutgers is going to have to impose their will up front, be able to run down their throw. I'm not talking about you know those big 15, 17, 20 yard runs. Of course, you need those, but I'm talking about six, seven yards each time, just pounding it, watching that pile fall forward all day long until. You physically wear that team out, like they did against Illinois last year. That's similar. Exactly, exactly. Just wear them out all game long, pile falling forward all day. That's that's where you're really imposing your will on another team. Absolutely. Eric, we know that in, in building the program, which they are doing now, oftentimes uh, that takes putting out young players. And, and I know that the program was, was elated when they were able to get uh, Art Sitkowski to, uh, to sign on and come on board. And, um, you know, you take the good with the bad. He's young and he's got all the tools. He's a big, strong kid. He can make every throw in the book. But he also has a freshman mind. And he might not see what these uh, defenses, he's never seen them before, obviously, in high school. How is it as an upperclassman um, watching uh, a young guy struggle? He's the future of your program, but he's also making mm-hmm. some tough reads. He's throwing pick sixes, and they're going to stick with him. They're not going to bench him, at least not right now. So how? tell me about that as a player watching that, rooting for him, but knowing that he's making some mistakes in the process. I'll tell you what, I was actually a part of something like that because Tom Savage had a great freshman year, and then his sophomore year he went into like that sophomore slump. Mm-hmm. And as a player, I remember well, Coach Yano always with the, with our defense. It was ne- he never let us put any blame on the offense at all. <laughs> no matter how much we wanted to complain if they turned the ball over, got sacked, didn't put up any points. I promise you, Coach Yano, every single meeting that we had, he made us seem like it was our job to win the game. Mm-hmm. It was our job. Like we had to get an interception, and score a touchdown. We had to get a fumble recovery, and that's just how it was. And that's how our team was trained. And I think you guys remember how how we played on defense back then. We swarmed all over the place. We caused turnovers because we felt like it was our job to win the game. The offense don't need to do anything. It was our job. And if you kind of put that mindset into your players, you know they don't. Then you kind of you don't blame that young guys. They're like all right, the offense they'll get with it when they get with it, but. When it's our turn to go out there in that football field, it's our turn to dominate. And that's how we felt. Bunch of angry dogs. <laughs> oh, my God. That's how we, we flew around there. And we, we were trying to get that ball up, whatever we needed to do to get the ball back to our offense or try to score ourselves. 
we were doing because we knew that our offense just wasn't there yet. It just wasn't there. We had a good a good year outside of freshman year back in 2009. But in 2010, something happened, and we just weren't there. So we knew we took it upon us. It's our job to go out there and do this. You worried about Saturday's game? Am I worried? Uh, I, I, let's say I was a little bit more worried earlier in the week. As this week goes along, I'm, I'm starting to get back in the mode. Okay, maybe it was a fluke. It was just one game. Let's get back out there and let's see what this team's really about. They have players. They do. Now they're just going to have to go out there and show their ability. So I'm getting more excited as time is coming coming up. And I'm also an honorary captain for this game, so they can't go out there and blow it. Awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. And it's, well, I was, going, cool. I was going to point out that uh, the losses have come on the road, and you're not in the radio booth on those road games. So maybe there's a connection there, too. If you're not around, they just can't, they just can't live up to their expectations. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I'm hoping that, I'm really hoping that the fans that are that are going to show up on Saturday, they really need to see a W. They 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 need it for their confidence to boost them. Every let's let's get this call space space. Everybody needs a coach. Ask the players. Everybody needs that W just to take that sigh of relief. Uh, all right, maybe it's not as bad as we think. Yeah, well, you mentioned that uh, the crowd and everybody wants to see a win. What type of a crowd do you think there's going to be? I know for, for the opening game, which was played on a beautiful, sunny Saturday, uh, the crowd wasn't so great. Now coming off a couple of uh, lopsided losses, what do you think and, and what are you hoping that uh, is going to show up at the stadium on Saturday? Well, let's be honest, John. It's a 12 o'clock kickoff on the Saturday with the, yeah. with the team that just got beat by Ohio State. What is it, 50? 52 to three, and then by Kansas, 55 to 14. I'm not expecting a lot. From the fans. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not expecting a lot of fans to be there, but the fans that do show up, the diehards, I much respect to them, and I hope they come loud and ready to and ready to hopefully make a great game day atmosphere and a home field advantage for the team for the ones that do show up, and I respect the ones. Well, after they hear this, they're going to come out time. to see you, Eric. That's why they're going to come out. Hey, come on out. Hey. Come on out. I'll, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be loud up in the radio booth with yeah. them when I can. 52. Come and see Yeah, 52. I'm not even sure we'll hey. get to 20,000. I mean, uh, we'll see. You're going to have but, to get uh, Ray fired up, too. Uh, you know? I don't, I don't got to do anything to get Ray fired up. <laughs> well, no, I know that's true. He but walks he, in a building fired up. That <laughs> is true. No, you're right. But he was down. I was listening to the game. I watched and listened last. Well, he was down, man. But oh, I, I can't. I can't wait to actually see him on a Saturday when I walk in there. I could already imagine a facial expression I'm going to roll up to. <laughs> Well, Eric, let's turn to Buffalo because let, let's face it: when this was scheduled, shuffle off three, four years ago. I mean, or, you know, they're not thinking; they're just thinking a MAC opponent, a lesser MAC opponent. They don't realize what, what kind of team that Buffalo has, and it turns out we're, that's a very good team. They've got this quarterback, Tyree Jackson. I mean, he's six seven, two hundred forty five pounds, a Michigan product. Why he's not in Ann Arbor? Who knows? But he's, this guy's a player, and uh, and then also they have a wide receiver, Anthony Johnson, who was going to come out last year. To the NFL draft, and he decided to stay. Man, they got players. I mean, so this this is going to be a, a it's a tough matchup for uh, for RU at in Piscataway. Absolutely, and the quarterback goes out there and he knows how to manage the game. He knows exactly what they want to do. I believe their offensive line hasn't given up a sack. They they're not the greatest, but they they do their job well at what they're asked to do. That's what they do. They do what they whatever they're asked to do. They do well in. I know they get rid of the ball fast, and they do that spread offense and stuff like that. And Anthony Johnson on the outside is a NFL caliber receiver. It's not going to be an easy 
matchup for guys like Isaiah Wharton and, and, and a company like that. But Rutgers going to have to figure out how to how to slow them down, take them out of their tempo, and get negative plays. When you got that spread offense and you get negative plays off of, off of it, it te- messes up everything that they have going forward. So they're going to need to try to get some TFLs and cause some disruption in that backfield. And then um, as this, this coach, you know they're going to be a well-coached team. Coming from Wisconsin-Whitewater, where they won national championship after national championship on the D3 level. So you know they're going to be a well-coached, disciplined team going out there because Rutgers needs to find a way to, like I said, impose their will in that running game and give whoever is the quarterback art or Gio the confidence to throw the ball when he needs to throw the ball. And then on the, on the defensive side, they got to find a way to get turnovers, TFLs and turnovers. That's what I'm about this week, TFLs and turnovers. Yeah, and and they can't. They've just been crushed by turning the ball over. So what do you do at the quarterback spot? Is Art going to be on a Art Sidkowski going to be on a short leash mm-hmm. this week? That's what I actually. That's what I would do. I would throw him back out there, saying, "Hey, we have the confidence, you, but you start turning over that ball, you're out. One or two turnovers, and we can't get behind in this game." We can't do it. We can't allow you to go out there and throw three or four interceptions. Well, but you give them the confidence to go back out there again and, you know, try to make amends for what happened last week and see if we can come out there and do that. But if not, you do have a redshirt freshman senior quarterback that's already in there. Also, Jonathan Lewis in the weekend so as well. So you hope that the, you hope that it doesn't come down to that. But I would throw Art back out there and give him a chance. And, you know, listen, we, you look, he's a freshman. He's making mistakes and a lot of them, but he needs some help, too. I mean, we had Fooch on last week, Eric, and he was very concerned with the wide receivers. I mean, they really need to step up. They need to get separation, and they need to catch the ball when it's near them. I really – this wide receiver thing is probably the most most frustrating thing I think I've been dealing with that, Ruckus, because if you look at the past, all the great wide receivers that we've had here, and now we're having struggle, trouble with these guys, you know, talk about getting separation. And we can't even get them the ball, like even a reception in two years. Like, what's, like what's going on with our wide receivers right now? And we, it looks like we had the guys over there to do it. Bo Melton was a four-star guy, you know, who's a burner, who can run, who can outrun anybody. You know, Shaheem Jones, I'm starting to like, he seems like a little shifty guy mm-hmm. that he, when he gets to the Everett, Everett Wormley's one. It looks like he's, he would be one of those tough wide receiver types, you know. And now Eddie Lewis coming in. I like we have guys out there. We just they just got to they just got to figure it out on that side. We got to be able to throw the ball down the field and make plays. We have to. Yes, Eric. What do you think so far of the Big Ten as a whole? I mean, it's pretty shaky right now. Mm-hmm. Rutgers goes out and gets whacked at Kansas. BYU upsets Wisconsin. Temple takes out Maryland after losing to Buffalo, and, and Akron beats Northwestern. What do you see from the conference as a whole? Yeah, it, it was it was a, a rough week for the Big Ten, something you don't want to see, especially when you know you want to be considered the best conference in college football. And after last week, it didn't look like because everyone was getting smacked up on there <laughs> out, out of opponent conferences and uh, uh, out, of, out of conference opponents, and it didn't look like that last week, so the Big Ten hopefully has a lot of bad luck in that route this week, and they just come back in and combat it. But yeah, you look around and you can see when Maryland losing the losing the te- to Temple and uh, Wisconsin to BYU. BYU is a good team though, but Wisconsin should have won that game. Mm-hmm. Nebraska losing the Troy. Troy. Oh. Yeah, yeah rough rough weekend for the Big Ten for sure. Up there, and so imagine, imagine what's going on in Nebraska right now, losing six straight home games. And, and, and those fans. 
And they don't have the Jets and Giants. They don't have a bunch of football teams around them. It's, exactly. it's all it is is Nebraska football out there. So it's a crisis. I imagine those fans going off right now. Home Radio but, out there must be bad. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but Scott Frost is a golden boy back home, and it's his first year, so he'll get a little bit of a And he did a great job at Central Florida, so you figure he's yeah. going to turn that he'll program He'll get a little around. bit of a yeah. pass. Yeah, exactly. in. He'll get some wiggle room and get, get some time to turn that place around and work with you know what, mm-hmm. what he has now to recruit. But yeah, going back to Rutgers, they they they, they need to find a way to win this week. They mm-hmm. have to get that bad blood out of them. I think you got to be able to beat teams like Buffalo. I believe I saw Rutgers was ranked like I think like 117th out of 130. Mm-hmm. You do not want to be down there. You no. know. And you know what would anger me if I'm a Rutgers player, what? because of the way they lost, it has been portrayed as Rutgers is the doormat. Uh, and I'm not a Rutgers grad. I'm not a Rutgers grad. And I understand, you know, that they did lose handily to Kansas. The blowout against Ohio State, they'll do that to a lot of teams. But, you know, if I'm in that locker room, if I'm a senior, I'm a junior who's got a couple of years under my belt, I'm turning around to everybody and I'm saying, you know what? No long, That's it. We're done. We're not a doormat. Let's go. Let's go and prove we're better. Because every... Rutgers has they started to turn the the corner a little bit last year with three wins in the Big Ten and you saw improvement under Chris Ash and the improvements they've made to facilities though they've got a long way to go to catch up to their brethren in the Big Ten but now you're being told or at least you know it's being reported Rutgers is even worse than Kansas this might be the worst Power Five team in the country oh it's just Rutgers being Rutgers that's what Rutgers does they get their ass kicked I'd be ticked off I'd make sure there'd be a lot of emotion coming out of that tunnel on Saturday that's for sure oh I'll tell you what, I'd be pissed off too I know I know <laughs> I'm sorry I know damn straight I would I would take that as disrespect and then you know being called this and being called that like I would want to go out there and like I said I would be on the edge out there and make sure I come out with my best performance I ever came out yeah. with and just try to dominate and show that we aren't the worst team in the Power Five and we can we can be a bowl team, this and that. I just, you know, the words are there. The motivation is there. They have all that all that bulletin board material now. They can actually go out there and make it happen. Yeah, it's up to them. We'll know a lot after Saturday, that's for sure. And uh, Eric, you you know, to the top of the show, and you've mentioned this early in the season too, and you have the solution here, and it is run the football. I mean, they've got uh, they've got Hilleman, they've got Blackshear. We we all agree is a special player, and they've also got Isaiah Pacheco. We talked about him earlier. I think he could be a really special person, a player, and he's someone who can give them a shot in the arm, don't you think? Yeah, I think I'm surprised we actually didn't see him. Didn't see him at all in Kansas. But um, yeah, Coach Ash actually mentioned that they're gonna do that. They have to get him involved in the game, and I think that we'll see him in Buffalo for the show. And I, I really want to see what he can do with that ball as well because he looks like he can be somebody somebody special and a playmaker on that offensive side that we're dying to see. Let's go, baby! Time is now. And Eric, finally, and then we'll uh, we'll let you go. I, you know, this can this can get away from us here. Now it's this, uh, you know two rough losses in a row. You got Buffalo here. You know you lose this game. Is this uh, is this a season that can spiral out of control? If uh, I mean, is this uh, how important is this game this Saturday? Oh, it absolutely can spiral out of control. It can be a real confident. I don't know how much confidence they have right now, but it can really mess up your confidence. You lose a game like that. Of course, it's only, you know, the beginning of the season, quarter of the way, so you're going to have to keep on fighting because there's a whole lot of football to be played. But 
this isn't a game that you want to lose because especially after we're coming off of what's been going on. You want to win something like this, and you don't want to be on that losing side. So hopefully we're not talking about that next week. And we can <laughs> go on out from there, but I don't, want, I don't even want to think about where this program could be if they, they can- lose after this. No turnovers, control the ball, run the football. So that that's the plan. TFLs, yep. baby. And best of TFLs and turnovers. Best mm-hmm. of all, Eric, really enjoy Saturday. That's quite an honor for you. That uh, That's great. We'll be there. We'll be looking for you. Yeah, we will be in there. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. All right, Eric. Thanks for uh thanks for another uh week of RU review and uh we'll catch you down the road. All right, man. Be well. Sounds good, guys. All right, and that's Eric Legrand, the color analyst for uh, Rutgers Radio, Rutgers Football Radio, and um, you know, he wasn't in protective mode by any nope. means. No, know? I think he was embarrassed by his alma mater's performance, shocked probably as well, and he, like the rest of us, want to see what they'll do on Saturday against Buffalo. Here's the thing, and it was interesting, right? He said at the beginning of the week he had one emotion, and mm-hmm. now it's a little different as the week rolls on. And that's what football really is oh, about. Yes. You have to put it past you. It cannot linger. You feel sorry for yourself, and then you move on. Because if Rutgers does not come out with a good attitude, they'll be 1-3 in three on the season, and that spiraling out of control will begin in earnest. So... Let's see what Chris Ash can do. He's not a fiery guy, but let's see how he's prepared his guys. Let's see what Sitkowski can do. Let's see if he can play a settled, calm game. And as Eric said, TFLs and turnovers and run the ball. I think you hit the nail on the head, Matt. I think this one really is going to come down to Art Sitkowski and whether he's going to be the guy for uh, for the rest of this season, at least right now, if he comes out and throws in another clunker, then you know you're going back to Rashino as a senior, and then you know all bets are off. Whether they win or lose, listen, they they it, as Eric said, they have to win this game one way or another. They listen. have to win this game. But yeah. most importantly mm-hmm. is that between his ears, Sitkowski, you know things slow down for him a little bit. He gets his feet wet. Uh, he throws a couple more touchdown passes, and he starts to feel like he is the quarterback at Rutgers. Well, here it is. It's a Big Ten program, right, against a MAC team. And we saw this last year against uh, uh, Eastern Michigan where they you know, failed miserably. But, look, it was a tight game, and it was anybody's game to the end. Here's the same case where, you know, they're, uh, the skill players are on the offensive side of the ball. They're, you don't hear anything about their their defense because it's not a remarkable defense. Well, if that's the case, then you've got to score points. Rutgers has got to score points. And I think the only way to do it is to get some uh, get some uh, pressure off of that quarterback, their young quarterback, by running the football. They have to have success running the football. If they're struggling running the football early on in the game, I think we know what's going to happen here because you know, Buffalo's going to put some uh, points on the board. So, uh, you know, that's where where it's at and if they can run the ball and like like Illinois last year that that type of performance then Rutgers can win the win the football game but that they're, they're gonna have to have success on the ground no doubt and then maybe Sikowski can finally find an open receiver uh, with a little pressure off him so that's the only way this is going to go down and then somehow that defense is going to have to hold uh, these uh, these skill players for weakened, uh, Buffalo weakened by injuries yeah. John you mentioned yeah, bless Austin one. and his tweet earlier in the week uh, he's undergoing surgery the season may be over for him they lost the kid uh, in the first game mm-hmm. uh, and then they had the impact that they're still feeling of what yeah. occurred over the summer with the yeah. credit card scandal which is still not cleared up some players were kicked off others have mm-hmm. been suspended at this point and so a young it's a young team back there however 
All that's excuses. Next they man need to, up, right? They, they need yeah. to play better. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. That was the problem with Kansas. It wasn't so much that they lost. Again, we may find out Kansas is a little better than we thought. But 54-14. Puka. Oh un- uncalled for. Yeah. Uncalled Listen, for. No, no one on the betting lines liking them because it actually opened up at three. They were on three, three-point underdogs at home against Buffalo, if you can believe that. And now it's six. So it's built to six. So there's not not a lot of uh, believers Imagine in Rutgers that. football right now. Think of that. So, um, but hey, listen, um, these guys are just going to have to figure out a way. I will be there. I think that uh, I think we're, it's going to be pushing twenty thousand, but I don't even think we're going to get get to twenty thousand in the stadium. So it's going to be um, it's going to be a sparse crowd. Um, but uh, look, this is, you know, look. I think they're at rock bottom. There's no way to go but up from here at this point. And um, you know, if they do, if they can't win this game, then it really is just a completely lost season uh, at that point. So we'll Without see. And uh, that'll do it for uh, this week's RU review. We'd like to thank Eric Legrand for joining us again. It's brought to you by Zebra Pen. Find Zen in your pen. I'm Steve Titchener here with Matt Lachlan and John McAlevey. And we will be back next week with more RU review. Bye bye.